Welcome back to Cause Talk Radio by Rashpixel.fm, the podcast that shows do-gooders, nonprofits, and businesses how to build win-win partnerships that raise money and change the world. This podcast is brought to you by the Cause Marketing Forum and Selfish Giving. You can find full show notes and additional resources for today's episode at CauseUpdate.com and SelfishGiving.com. Now on to today's episode. Hey everyone, this is Joe Waters and I want to welcome you to another episode of Cause Talk Radio. And on the line with me now, of course, is Miss Megan Strand. Hey Megan. Hey Joe. How's it going? It's awesome. You know, we have a great person on the line here because I love talking to people that are winners. And right now, this guy's team is a winner. The Dallas Cowboys are 3-0. and Of course, my New England Patriots are 3-0. and I have no idea what Seattle's doing right now, Megan. But you got a pair of winners that you're talking to today. I'm and so happy. on the line, and you know what? Keith already said he's going to fly me to all these games through the course of the year <laughs> yeah. because he works for Travelocity. We have Keith Nowak, and he is Director of Marketing Communications at Travelocity. And we're here to talk to Keith about the Travel for Good survey and also some expansion to the Travel for Good program. How's it going, Keith? It's going real well. It's Friday, so that's a great that's thing. That's right. That's right. And you're a winner. <laughs> And I'm a winner. That's, so, that's yeah, right. A good thing. We'll see if that still holds true, but hopefully it does. <laughs> well, thanks so much for joining us today. We really do appreciate it anyway. So we're excited to have you on. And I'm an avid user of Travelocity, so uh, it's nice to have someone on. So you, could you tell us a little bit about the, the travel? You know, there's kind of two parts to the show today. We're going to talk a little bit about the Travel for Good survey, and then we're going to talk about, a little bit about how you're expanding the Travel for Good program. Uh, but tell us about this survey you did with, I think it was around 1,000 people. We did. We did a survey of about 1,000 people to get their take on the whole concept of traveling for good or volunteerism. Yep. And we were kind of blown away. It was interesting that uh, across the board, it was about 63% of people were interested in doing it. And you know, some of the things we've seen with millennials being very interested, it backed that up. because We found that for people under 25, it was 88%. Wow. Wow. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's kind of interesting in in that, uh, Keith, that, you know, when we even look at cause marketing numbers in terms of how much moms and millennials are supportive of cause marketing, it's close to or over 90%, depending on the study. So, I mean, it's interesting that you've confirmed this in other areas. Yeah, I mean, there's no doubt about it. It's, it seems to be a combination of things. There is certainly this desire to do good, with, especially with the millennial groups. But also, when it comes to travel, we've seen that millennials especially want to have experiences, things mm-hmm. that really yeah. are meaningful to them. So it kind of comes together in a nice package. Yeah. yeah. You know, um, I should mention, Keith, that, uh, you know, uh, Megan thinks she's a millennial. And uh, she was just she was doing uh, volunteerism in India uh, no, not that I long ago. Not. Where were Peru. you? Oh, Peru. Peru. I, was in Peru. I was so close. Same continent no. and everything. <laughs> <laughs> we have a running joke on this show, Keith, that I really don't know geography that well. Yes, and you're proving it. And I'm proving it right now. right now. That's right. That's right. Well, so. I, I'm curious to know wh- why the survey. Wh- what prompted you to do the survey, or for that matter, to, to dig into this travel for good issue from Travelocity's perspective? Well, I think for a part of that, the travel. one of the things that Travelocity, we really think that travel is something that makes people better. Just mm-hmm. the concept of doing it makes you a better person. You learn more about other cultures, things like that. 
And then the, so the Travel for Good program sort of came out of that, realizing that we can help people that want to travel because they want to do good in the world. It is a program that we actually we did for quite a few years. It was on a short hiatus, and now we've brought it back. And again, I think their survey was just to reinforce we felt that people really wanted to do it, but we wanted to be sure. And we mm-hmm. took the survey, and I think it was uh, beyond our expectations. Wow, that's great. So what shape do you think th- this takes? You know, uh, you know, one of the things I've heard a lot about, too, with uh, volunteerism is especially with the cruise lines. It seems like they have really jumped on this as like, you know, we're going here. You know, I saw a cruise line that was going to the Dominican and was doing some work down there and such like that. You know, but it sounds like this extends a lot further than that. Yeah, it does. What we're trying to do is look for people that really have passion points about uh, doing something good. So we're letting them identify where they want to go, who they want to work with. And then we're looking at these people's very um, compelling entries to say, this is something we really want to get behind and we really want to fund this trip. So can you can you talk just about the specifics of the Travel for Good program? How does it work? What do people have to do? All of that good stuff. Sure, it's actually really simple. There's two ways that people can, that are interested in taking a volunteerism trip can uh, tell us about it and see if we can fund it. One way is to go to our website, which is travelocity.com/travelforgood, or they can tweet to the at travelforgood hashtag. And anything they can do to say, this is what I want to do. This is the nonprofit I want to work with. And the more creative the entry, certainly the more it will stand out. We've had people submit videos and pictures of the kind of things that they want to do. Hmm. Wow, that sounds fun. And I mean, yeah, go ahead, Megan. How how many winners do you end up picking then at the end? So what we're doing is to fund the entire trip. We are funding uh, three of those. So those will be the all-in. You know, somebody wants to go to India to work with Organization X for this amount of time, and we'll be able to fund that trip. So we'll have three of those large grants, if you will. Mm-hmm. And then on top of that, we're also choosing, I think, 20 different people that also have some really good causes they want to work with, and we're going to put, uh, we're going to give them $500 to put towards their travel trip for maybe now or maybe the future. Wow. So, so uh, let me ask you, if you could do this, Megan, what would you do? <laughs> Where would you go? Where would you well, do you your know, volunteurism? It was funny because I was looking at the I, – I actually did two volunteerism trips this summer with my family. One was to Peru to work with orphans in, in an orphanage and like we just talked about. And then the other one I actually saw on their Travel for Good page, and that was to Best Friends Animal Sanctuary in Kanab, Utah, which is – a phenomenal place. So I probably would go back there because that was the place that my children loved and it was a beautiful part of the country and not too far. So that would be my entry. But the question for you, Joe, is what would your entry be? Well, Rhode Rhode Island is very exotic. (laughs) Well, I I don't think I'd go someplace as desperate as Rhode Island. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Have you been to Rhode Island, Keith? (laughs) Uh, you know, I, I almost made it one time. And I didn't quite actually cross the border. Yeah, you don't want to. Yeah, I mean, to our Rhode Island listeners, we love you. But, <laughs> you know, I think I would do, um, you know, I came into contact through this program uh, that I do at Georgetown, which I've told you about, Megan. And I have come into contact with Mercy Ship. And uh, Mercy Ship actually has a ship that goes up and down 
the African coast, uh, pulling into different ports and helping people with cleft lips and limb problems and operations and all sorts of things. And I think it would be cool to go to something like that and spend a, a few days on a ship like that. And uh, because I've been very impressed with their program. What about you, Kevin? What would you do? Oh, that is a good question. I'm getting so inspired by seeing things that people are are sending in. But I think the thing that's probably inspired me the most is we've gotten a lot of people that want to do things with animals. And like you said, we had a couple of our employees that went um, to Utah to uh, to help animals at the sanctuary. And I think that would be very fulfilling. Mm. It's, uh, that's it, a good it's one. Certainly something that is a trend. Right. Right. Well, and I think one of the nice things about a program like this is that the, exactly what you're just talking about, the stories that you get from whether your employees or your customers taking these trips, I mean, that's really rich content. And that's something that Joe and I talk a lot about on this show is the content, the storytelling piece. If you're going to be doing a for good program, I would imagine that it's important for you to tell stories. So how, as the communications director, how, how, do, how would you see those stories being shared with your customer base or your employees, or how are they already being shared? So we're doing some different things. Certainly we're using social media, especially as we are uh, talking about the program and sharing some of the stories, at least from our employees who have already been out. We're doing some videos. We're bringing in some of the content that our employees took pictures and videos when they were out and kind of got their feelings, so very direct feedback from them. So they can tell their stories firsthand. I think that's the big thing. It's those firsthand storytelling mm. opportunities where you see the passion in people's faces. Yeah, and you know we're uh, we're seeing so much of this, Keith. Now, too. I mean, last week on the show we had uh, Columbia Sportswear uh, talking about their program with the Pox Foundation, and uh, they were okay. talking about how they brought uh, one year they brought out Latino bloggers um, into the National Pox, and then this year I think Megan they said they were bringing bringing millennials out into the forest because you just don't see it. You don't see as many young people as you should or people of diversity, too, that are out in the national parks. But, you know, what's great about this, though, is they've been writing about it and blogging about it and tweeting about it. So it's, you know, it's a campaign that's worked really well for them. So I think it's great, too, in the sense using that user-generated content to really get the word out about the program and, and hand the microphone to your consumers and your supporters and your partners. Definitely. I mean, they can tell the stories the best. They're the ones that are, you know, so often when you're working for a company, you're the one telling your story. Mm. This is fun because we get to amplify other people's stories. Yeah. No, that's true. Yeah, very much so. I'm curious to know, you know, we're big supporters of corporate organizations supporting a cause. Um, But to make these programs sustainable, there often needs to be a business tie-in. So uh, do you have business objectives that are linked to this program? You know, to be honest with you, I think the only real goal for us is to help people understand that concept of, you know, travel is more than just, you know, getting in the car and going to Wally World. Mm -hmm. It's more than that. And I think these help us, you know, get that point across to people that, Travel can be something that changes your life, and in this in this instance, can change other people's lives. Hmm. So I don't know that there's a specific, you know, we have this, you know, numbers business goal, 
But I think what we do want to do is communicate the power of travel. And then, mm-hmm. of course, you know, in, the long, in the long run, I think that that gets people excited about traveling. Mm. No, I think that's a great point. And, you know, one of the things I wonder, too, Keith, is within your industry, have you seen a lot of other companies start to develop these types of programs? I mean, was your program, uh, obviously you wanted to do it because it's a great thing to do, but was it response to what other people are doing, too, because causes become so embedded in companies? I don't. I don't know if it was so much that as much as it was. This is something that you know dates back before a lot of people that work here's time at Travelocity. Right. And so it was one of those things we looked back into our history, going, "What are the things that we ha- we stopped doing that we want to continue doing?" Mm-hmm. And across the board, this was the thing that I think a lot of employees pointed at as something that we felt spoke to who we are as a company. That's great. And that was really the biggest driver to bring it back. Yeah, yeah. How long's, uh, you know, I was wondering too, Megan, maybe you know the answer to this. How long's Travelocity been around for? I know Kevin knows the answer, but do we? I don't know the answer yeah, to that. I'm a sure long time. <laughs> yeah, I think you, you, a lot of people are surprised. We're almost 20 years old now, which we were the first online travel agency. 20 years old. We have a lot oh, of history behind us. That's, that's, that's older than Megan thinks she is. <laughs> In well, the world of the in the in the internet world, that's ancient. So yeah, right, certainly <laughs> that is, is absolutely ancient. Yeah. Ancient. Well, and I also think I'm curious to know why the program was was halted in the first place. Is that something you can share with us? Yeah, I think mostly it was just a change in business. We were actually acquired earlier this year, so there were a lot of moving parts going on in the company. So a few things kind of fell off the plate during that transition period. So once we got uh, more reestablished in our new corporate structure, if you will, it was time to look at those things that fell off and figure out what are the things we need to put back on the plate first. Well, that makes sense. Hmm. Well, and I think one of the things in the travel industry, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, that's important or that you hear a lot more about is just the whole responsible travel piece. Mm -hmm. You know, um, whether it's ecotourism or um, people bringing things to support people wherever they travel. I mean, it sounds to me like that's something that's being talked about a lot more. And as you're saying, you're hearing from your customers that they're wanting to, to do something that's meaningful and make a difference. Is that, is that, is that accurate? I think it's accurate. I think that people, you know, again, especially as you start looking at a younger age group, there just is this desire Hmm. that, you know, Part, you know, a lot of it, like I said before, was it's about having experiences. And so people, A, they want to do good, and B, you know, what a better way to experience a culture than to actually be able to immerse yourself with real people doing real good and making change that you leave behind. I think that that is a driver for people that are traveling these days. Hmm. No, I think, no. That's a, I think that's a big incentive, and I think we've seen more and more of that. Where do you think? No doubt about it. Where do you think these types of programs are headed from Travelocity's perspective? I, I, will you continue to do this program? Will you expand upon other programs that are similar? I think our plan is to definitely continue with this. I mean, we might look at different ways to extend it mm-hmm. or you know change it up a little bit, but certainly our, our our goal with this is to make it an ongoing program that we can uh, can sustain over the long term. I had a question, too, about your employees. It sounds like you would open this program to employees first to sort of submit their ideas, and it sounds like you sent some employees around. 
are your millenn- are your employees mostly millennials? No, actually, I think we have we have a few younger employees, and at least one of those millennial employees just recently got back from their travel for good trip. I believe they were in Nicaragua. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, we we have people across the board uh, doing these trips, and it was not one of those cases of you are going to go on this trip. This were people that were applying. Here's what we want to do, and uh, they were selected to go. So <laughs> it was very it was really very overwhelming to say you know these that we had employees because for us we do get some travel benefits to do just fun travel, which is nice. So you know to see the response from employees that they wanted to travel for a different purpose was mm-hmm. it was great so have you ever taken like that irritating intern or something like that and sent them on you know some volatorism like in afghanistan or something like that and been like you're going to this nice exactly and only with the, the one-way <laughs> ticket yeah <laughs> i got a great way that we could deal with this employee <laughs> set, up the, set up the satellite office and we can do some good out of it too <laughs> right it, it works out for everybody absolutely <laughs> Oh, geez. Well, Keith, this has been really, really interesting. It's so interesting to hear about what's happening in the travel industry. I don't think we've had anybody from travel and tourism on the show ever, Joe, have we? I don't know. Yeah, I think we'd have to look through our archives. I'd be surprised if we didn't with 137 shows. (laughs) <laughs> well, you never know. Yeah, that's true. Sometimes we forget. But yeah. this has been really fascinating. If people want to find out more about Travelocity and your Travel for Good program, how might they do that online, Keith? Easiest way to do it is to go to travelocity.com slash travel for good. You'll have you'll see some of the uh, stories of the trips from our employees on there, which is kind of interesting. Mm-hmm. And then also, if you follow the the Twitter feed at uh, hash at um, I'm sorry, using hashtag I should say travel for good, you'll be able to see a lot of the submissions that have come in, as well as uh, some of the updates from our team. Fantastic. And we will include that in the show notes. And how about you, Joe? How can people find you online if they'd like to do that? Well, they can uh, find me minute to minute on Twitter at Joe Waters, talking to Megan and all the other great cause marketing peeps out there. Uh, you can find me on my blog, obviously, at SelfishGiving.com. And I'm sure if you went on Pinterest.com, front slash Joe Waters, and typed in travel, you'd probably find some good cause marketing pins in the 3,700 pins there that I have curated on the topic. So check those out. <laughs> what about you, Megan? Where can they find you? I'm also on Twitter at Megan Strand, and I tweet for the Cause Marketing Forum at TweetCMF. And you can find show notes for today's episode at Cause Update, as well as SelfishGiving.com, as Joe just mentioned. And to find Cause Talk Radio on iTunes, please search for us there. Leave us a review and let us know how you like the show. And on behalf of Keith and Joe and myself, we'd like to thank you so, so much for joining us for this episode of Cause Talk Radio. And we'll talk to you next time. Mm